0: Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, The world changes, and when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life podcast with Laurel Holland and Laurel Boivin. Boy, even I always want to change your name around, Laurel. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. At least you know my first name. I I love it. I love it. I am so excited for our podcast today because we are talking about a really big topic, self-trust. And I don't know about you, Laurel, but I have clients that I work on all the time, the issue of the big T word, trust, and it always cycles back to self-trust, doesn't it? It does. Trust is such an incredible part of our life,
1: and sometimes we we work so hard to keep ourselves safe that we don't trust mm-hmm. ourselves or other people. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think, um, especially you know, as we're going forward in the world today, and the changes that are going on in the world today, people are feeling less safe, more anxious, and so this topic of trust and self-trust is. Really critical for you know anyone's ability to to really develop a life that they're going to feel good in and enjoy in a, in a in a in a in the bigger picture, right? I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, maybe we could just do an off the cuff a little defining the word trust. Even like what comes up for you, Laurel, when you think about just the word trust itself as we explore it in a kind of definition way for our listeners to begin to set the tone and set a foundation for our discussion. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think of trust as safety, security, um, maybe dependability.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those words come up for me. And the word that's for some reason, like really ringing in my mind and my heart today is trust feels like it's part of our belief system it's it's like trust ultimately is a belief in life in self in others in the bigger grander picture in a higher power there's kind of this bedrock of belief that comes in around trust and so it's it's tied to our mental process but it's very emotional feeling experience the experience of trust yeah
1: Yeah. And as you say that, I was thinking about faith, you know, do trust and faith go hand in hand? Yeah. Whether we are talking about trust in ourselves or trust in other people and faith in ourselves and faith in other people. And then, you know, my favorite is trusting the universe Mm -hmm. and having faith that the universe has your back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I would say for our listeners, you know, as we begin this discussion and you're beginning to explore this topic for, for yourself, and of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it, um, is, is maybe we can even stop, start top down a little bit with the idea of, you know, do you have a, a, a bigger faith and trust in life in a higher power? in the universe as we know it or experience it for ourselves. Like when we begin there, it's, it's sometimes almost, it's weird. It's almost like the, the opposite, um, you know, an upside down equation, right? Where the foundation almost feels like it should be up here rather than down here. (laughs) Do you, are you, I
1: (laughs) I think so. And it's, and you know, what, what came to mind is you're kind of outlining the foundation Uh, and where the higher level trust is. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's easier to trust at the bottom, because that's the concreteness, right? Right. When you think about trusting that your bank is going to be a safe place to put your money, that's easy to trust, right? Or that your car is going to start in the morning. Yeah, you know, Trusting that the universe has your back. It's not always easy.
0: I know. I know. Trusting that the sun will come up, that the moon is going to shine in the sky at night, you know, on, you know, 27 nights of the year, whatever, you know, like, yeah, it's so true. Um, The concrete, you know, is what we kind of hold on to. Right. But when we're in deep trouble or we're really struggling with life, It's the big trust that we're looking for. It's the big faith that we want. And I love this topic. Um, I love to dabble and talk about this topic for myself because being someone who is, I think, unusual in the world in that I wasn't brought up in a faith or a religion, I was left to find my own. There was a moment in my development probably in my 20s, late 20s into my 30s where I felt a little at a loss I had I, I really began to proactively develop some sort of faith in a greater higher power universal organization, that kind of stuff because it wasn't given to me and 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 one of the one of the benefits was that of that was, I got to develop something that I truly believed in and I didn't have to question what was delivered to me. And I think that that's often what I, what comes up with clients for me is people are questioning what, what they've been told that they're supposed to believe and they might not really believe it.
1: Yeah. And that is so interesting because what I'm hearing you say is you were able to develop this trust based on your inner knowing, your intuition, what felt right for you.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: Um, exactly. Rather than, you know, those of us who were raised in, in a particular re- religion or even, you know, a, a church community, you know, we're told what to trust. We, it's a very external amount of information coming to us that we are expected to trust in. Right, right. Right and build um, and, a right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I think it doesn't have to be. You know, I mean, we've talked a little bit about trust and faith and and kind of that more of a spiritual um, nature of those words. Mm-hmm. But when you think about any you know system, any community, yeah. you know where you have trust, trust within a family, mm-hmm. um, trust within you know um, a classroom setting, or trust within. A business organization right there there's plenty of places that that we're told what what to believe and what to trust right and not allowed to let you know ourselves it out figure it out yeah and and make the decision
0: yeah yeah we got there together (laughs) I, I and I feel like one of the struggles that I think many of us are facing today is as we are watching some of our systems that have been such a, a foundation of our life become dismantled, change, be threatened, self-implode, whatever they're doing that we, we we wonder what, what can we trust? What, what is there to trust right now? And that's where self-trust really starts to get to be the important topic, right? Oh, I
1: couldn't agree more. You know,
0: often I talk with
1: clients about, um, creating home, creating a home mm-hmm. in your inner being, which is the place where you're safe and you can trust in that space. And I really believe that if we have that sense of home and safety in ourselves, you know, and there's all, there lies the, the self-trust, Yeah,
0: we're safe anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can bring that with us. So, with you with that. and i I know personally, my my I call it my inner sanctuary was developed through the process of sitting with myself every day in meditation, in self-reflection, in journaling time, in you know, writing letters that needed to be written but never got sent. you know, like in spending the time with myself privately, to really, you know, and this is the inner journey, right? To do that inner work where I started to create that space within that I kept returning to that became and grew into this beautiful sanctuary internally. Mm. Yeah. That is beautiful.
1: Um, And I think in addition to the, the inner work and the inner sanctuary, you know, the, all of the tools that you just mentioned, you know, there's one external that I works really well for me. And it's that holding myself accountable. Right. You know, sometimes for me, self-trust is nothing more than doing what I'm going to, what I say I'm going to do. That that
0: bing, 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 bing. I just (laughs) like, I'm going to just do bells and whistles right now. And especially for anybody's listening, because that, that to me, that was the biggest point that we needed to make today, ultimately, you know,
1: that's and it's hard. It's That's so hard. hard. It's, easy, it's easy to keep your word when other people are depending on you. Yeah. You know, when you want to be known as honest and trustworthy and all of those external validation things that we want. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to, to not hold ourselves to that same
0: standard, if, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah.
1: self-trust is a big one.
0: It's a big one. And, and that, that idea of spending time in self-reflection, I feel like, you know, for me, it was about doing the review of my life, of my choices, of my day, as I became consistent with my practice to look at, did I behave, you know, aligned with my values? Did I show up the way I wanted to show up? Can I trust myself to be Actually, who I say that I am and believe that I am—am am I actually doing that? And where are the places where I'm having a hard time doing that? Because we do—I mean, we've all been groomed to be a certain way in the world to to succeed, whatever our definitions of that may ha- may be or may have been told to be right. And so, this idea of really looking at you know our own definitions of that and and starting to really look deeply at how this all lines up is it's a practice that over time you flush out. It doesn't happen just in a quick journaling session, right? (laughs) If only, if only it did.
1: So what other practices, you know, how do you, how do you develop that? How do you act in a way consistently that you learn to trust yourself. Any, any tips and
0: tricks? You know, I think first, first and foremost is being compassionate when I'm not doing it exactly the way that I want to do it. Because what I've learned about change over time has been that it, I don't usually make the big leap quickly. I do it in stages. So for instance, if I say, I don't want to be, um, you know shutting down with my husband when he starts talking about financial stuff well i have to look at all those issues that surround that you know why am i uncomfortable talking about money why do i shut down when the topic is hard how do i and then how do i start to break down all of those pieces and begin to work with them each individually right and and that's big work that's not like just a quick change that you make necessarily and, and it takes time to sort that all out and grow your, grow your confidence, grow your change, your change. What's been in there as a belief that maybe you don't really believe in, you know, like my parents are always were conflicted about money. It was always an argument in my house. So why do I shut down when the money topic comes up? Because that's what I did at home. Cause I didn't want them to fight, you know? So it's like, so that's obvious, but how do I stop that? You know, how do yeah. I move into the space of doing it? differently. And so just giving myself a a break, you know, if I don't do it well, or I don't say it well the first time, knowing I've got good intentions, go back, apologize, do it again, try again, you know, and, and just keep fine tuning. I think that was one of the things I learned from Tai Chi was it was always a refinement process. You learn the form and then you just kept doing it and doing it and doing it until you worked out that little kink and changed your foot position that way and relaxed your shoulder over there and deepened your breath over here, you know? So I, I see it all as a work in progress that way. Oh,
1: that is so good. And especially, you know, you're referred to self-trust as a practice, right? And um, and even before you brought up the Tai Chi, I was thinking about when I learned to paddleboard, um, I was determined to f- learn how to do it. I was so uncomfortable and um, on the ocean, you know, I got up and fell down and got up and fell down and got up and fell down and got up and fell down. And at least fifteen times, you know, and uh, and it took me longer to climb back on the board than it did. It was longer to climb back on the board than the amount of time I stood on the board. But I kept getting back up and trying it again, and um, and so trust is like that, you know. I this year in particular, um, I'm I'm a recovering perfectionist, I'll say, and um, so I'm I'm playing with I'm trying out the eighty twenty rule. Mm-hmm. Right. And so am I being who I want to be? Am I doing the things I tell myself I'm going to do? 80% of the time? Mm-hmm. Yeah And I tie that 80/20 with my my rule of respect for yourself and others at all times, right? Yeah, and yeah. so you know, 20% of the time, maybe I'm not, doing 100% of what I said I was going to do. But as long as it's not disrespecting myself and other people, there's some wiggle room in there to, to be less than perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's that self compassion and the the grace, you know, grace with ourselves, we're so we can be so hard on ourselves around this, this topic. Mm. And yet, there's something to be said for that. Because I think that you know, it's almost like there's an embedded desire in there for us to really grow into a place of true self-trust and Mm self-love. So, you know, when we're hard with ourselves, there's, there's the goodness in that is that we keep, we keep trying, you know, to do better, to, to grow, to evolve, to change, to align the way we're talking about. And yet in that we can also do self-compassion, do grace and, and give ourselves kind words, you know, you, and rather than that critical self-talk that we often get stuck in, yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you
1: brought that up because I do think that
0: um, the self-criticism
1: and, you know, um, self-criticism, when, when we may not be doing our best or we may not be following through with something we said we were gonna do to our, with ourselves, for ourselves, you know that self-criticism, I think, is it—it it is the beginning of not being able to trust yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, and I think if we're too critical on ourselves, then we don't—we don't try. We don't promise ourselves anything. We just give up.
0: Yeah.
1: And in not promising ourselves anything, we really don't stand a chance of being our best self
0: yeah or having the life that we really want to have yeah. you know i mean this is how it all ties together yeah. and i know so you know i think of self-criticism as well any criticism I, I and this was one of the things i i felt like i really got in and came to believe as part of the group group part process that i was in was cr- criticism doesn't serve anybody there's ways to give feedback and there's ways to evaluate you know, your, your your actual performance, but the critical voice really only, like you said, you know, becomes the judging voice that we all want to turn away from. We don't want to hear, and it hurts. It, it, it's very painful and it's hard to trust the judging voice, the critical voice, Mm -hmm. you know, a loving voice of, wow, is that really what you meant to do is way different than oh, my God, did you really do that? You know, I mean, those two things are, feel very different. One, you can listen to and buy into and start to look at. The other one is like, oh, I just need to hide or whatever, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Or fight back. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it's so interesting. And, you know, developing self-trust, I think, is also at maybe the core of developing trust with other people
0: absolutely yeah, you you know, know.
1: i often find if i'm not trusting myself i have a really hard time trusting other people um, and I if do. i can't depend on myself yeah i can't depend on other people it it's very
0: much a cycle yeah i the way i came to understand it for myself is if i trust myself then i'm trusting myself to to put the people in my life in the right place in relationship to them. So if I'm trust, if I trust my own judgment and I trust myself to make a good judgment, then I know I can trust that other person to the degree that is appropriate. Right. And Mm. that's why the self-trust to me is so important because then you're, if you trust your own decisions then you can look over there and say, wow, if that person isn't very trustworthy, then they're not in my inner circle that and and you're OK that they're not trustworthy because they're not going to really impact your life that way. And, yeah, so that the, it's it's always this kind of refinement of looking at those relationships. And 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 I think it's critical too. like if you're in a relationship with a primary, your, your significant other and you have trust issues with them, th- those those two things of self-trust and trust with your partner have to be looked at together. They really do. It's really, you're, you're going to have a hard time, I think, working out a trusting bedrock, good foundation in that relationship without, without the self-trust, even if you come to trust the other person, if you don't trust yourself. So they really have to go hand in hand.
1: They do. And I've seen it show up surprisingly, in my corporate career, my former corporate career, Mm -hmm. you know, the things I maybe distrusted most about a particular person were things I judged myself to be my shortcomings where I couldn't trust myself. And so, you know, oftentimes I now I can look back on it and think about it being a mirror, you know, it was a messenger, a mirror for me to see inside of my own being of where what, where was my weak spot in my trust with myself. Yeah. Um, and why did I have such a hard time trusting another individual on a particular you know thing? Yeah. Because I didn't trust myself in that thing. So if I as you were saying, it shows up in a marriage in a, in a partnership, and I've seen it show up in work as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, that's so important. There actually, there's a book and I can't think of the title, but I'm I'll put it in the notes when we're done. Um, I was in a a wonderful networking uh, lunch group and a woman actually wrote a book about something like, um, you know, bringing your family relationships to work, playing them out at work. And she really dove into this topic about how whatever conflict you had at home and hadn't resolved, you're going to play out in the workplace and how they actually mirror each other. So I feel like that, that might be helpful for our listeners, you know, to take a look at, I did get it. I haven't read it yet. So I will, well, we'll speak to that again as we, yeah, we will. Yeah. 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 So self-trust, such a big topic. Um, I feel like, Um, we talked a little bit about trust and respect and how they kind of go hand in hand. And I think one of the points that I know I wanted to, to make on that topic was if you feel like you don't respect someone, you can still have a a level of trust with them. And this is interesting because it's almost like you have a trust in the lack of respect or a trust in the lack of what you want from them or how you expect them to show up. And so it's an interesting, um, and that goes in. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because it goes into that self-trust. It's like, if you are looking at somebody, and you're like, I really, I don't, I don't respect them wholly and fully. It's okay not to trust them and to put them out in that outer tier, no matter who they are. I think this is where we get kind of, you know, confused or we, or we doubt ourselves is you can have a real strong feeling that you don't trust somebody or you don't respect them. And they might be somebody that you've been told you should, or they're in a position of power or they're in a position of authority. And yet you, for whatever reason, have that strong feeling. And so I think that's how also how we begin to develop self-trust is to, 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 be okay with the feeling that we have and let that play itself out in the relationship, keep people at a distance. If that's what feels right for us.
1: Yeah. And I, I I mean, that reminds me of how you, you know, when you decided, um, you know, what to believe in, what, what faith, what trust, um, you know, it was really, it was your intuition. It was your self-knowing and, and that's so important to use that and, and trust that, mm-hmm. you know, as we are given information and, um, and objects, you know, that we should, tr- that we're told we should trust. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we get to decide. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And
1: I think that you're right. That's how we develop our, our self-trust.
0: Yeah. It's by kept-
1: trusting our intuition Yeah, and trusting our choices. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. That whole idea of being self-referencing, you know, referring to self, that mm-hmm. inner self of what do I feel here? What do I believe here? What feels right for me? And and having that come first and foremost. And we're not grown to be that way, mostly. We are
1: not. And um, it's, it just made me think about, you know, when we started talking about faith, you know, faith is often a trust without an explanation, right? We, we don't need to know why, we just do trust. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think we can use that with our own self-intuition, mm-hmm. you know, our self-reference um, where we don't need to understand why we have a, you know, a feeling or a distrust of someone else. Yeah. As long as we respect that we feel it and that be enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love how we kind of cycled back to, to came full circle, coming back to faith, you know, developing that faith and trust in self. And, and, you know, I think broadly what happens when we do that is we do begin to, it starts to, to widen out and we start to get that stronger trust in higher power in the way the universe is organizing. And so the, this work of developing a strong self-trust and, and doing the self-reflection work that's required to get your behavior in alignment and all that is so worth it because it, it creates this bigger picture of trust that really holds our life in, in such, I think, beauty and grace ultimately.
1: Mm. Okay. Mm. And it's connected to so many things. Yeah. You know, it's connected to our self-worth. It's connected to our ability to set boundaries.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah.
1: I mean, all of those things:
0: relax, let go, surrender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So many things. Yeah. So Laura, let's um, leave our listeners, like we usually do, with maybe some um, prompts for an exercise or journaling uh, question to to think on. Yeah. What's coming up for you around self trust for our listeners? Well. The first thing that came to mind
1: was not an exercise, but just an affirmation Mm. that, you know, you, we all, Mm. you know, I am worthy of trust from myself, from others, and I'm capable of trusting others, myself, the universe. Right. So maybe the affirmation and then, in maybe, maybe a practice, maybe, you know, even if it was at the end of the day, oftentimes I, I do my three wins every day, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe the three, the three little things that I, I did today Mm -hmm. that are
0: demonstrative of trusting myself. How did I show up? Good. Good, that's beautiful. I'm gonna um, jump off of yours, Laurel, because I loved your your idea of an affirmation. So mm-hmm. I would encourage our listeners to find an affirmation. It can be as simple as "I trust myself," and um, and then use that as a journaling prompt to um, you know write down the affirmation, and then sit and and f- where do you feel it in your body? Do you feel it in your body? Begin to feel like. Uh, do I really believe whatever that affirmation is like you gave a couple examples in your affirmation that were ideas of how to say an affirmation around trust and trusting life and, and, and play with those, you know, like, do you trust, do you trust yourself if you don't, and you don't feel it, where are you feeling it? Does, does your heart rejecting that? Uh, what thought comes up around that? Um, you know, what what dialogue starts to play out in your mind and just take time to write, begin to write it down because this is how we can uncover some of our beliefs around trust or our worthiness that we need to really work with and grow and change in order to, to build that sense of self-trust. So I, I think that we've given some great, rich, Mm. starters for people out there to, to begin to really delve into this topic. And, you know, and I just want to encourage everybody to, to keep working on it and keep working on it because boy, oh boy, building self-trust is, is a game changer when it comes to, um, really feeling confident. I think that's probably one of the biggest things for me. You know, when I think about self-trust, how it can really impact your confidence wholeheartedly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and competence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I would encourage our listeners is, is as you develop self-trust, so developing self-trust is a forward, forward action. Mm-hmm. Let go of whatever action you took yesterday mm-hmm. or last year or mm-hmm. 10 years ago yeah. that you still hold on to as proof that you cannot trust yourself. Oh,
0: yeah. Thank you. I thank you for anyone who's listening out there, you know, if you're standing there being critical and judging and really, how can you let go and give yourself some grace and um, do some forgiveness work that goes hand in hand. Another great topic for our podcast, (laughs) Laurel. forgiveness work.
1: It's a good one made me think a lot of uh, uh, about a lot of things. And I can't wait to use some journal prompts for myself. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, Laurel, we'll wrap it up for today. And I'll see you next time.
1: Okay, have a good day.
0: Bye listeners. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.